I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. It's only 13 payments of $19.99, but wait, there's more! Happy spring, everybody. Spring? Because it's like 50 degrees out. I mean, yes, but whenever I see the slush out, oh yeah, that's what brings me back to reality. Meh. Oh, there goes yeah. gravity. Meh. Mom spaghetti. Is that the same song? Yep. Same okay. <laughs> There's vomit on his sweater already. Um, yeah, it is warming up. It's weird because I am like I had iced chai today, and I like knew I was in the mood for it. But I couldn't figure out why. And then when I walked back outside, I was like, oh, huh. This is why. It's just weird. I don't know. It's like you see the snow, but it feels warm. It's yeah. a weird feeling. I don't know about where your parents are, but my my parents in North Carolina, they had the cold for like about the same amount of time as us, but it went right back to mid-60s. Like, oh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in Florida. I haven't really talked to my parents about it, but I'd imagine it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched something so shocking. What? So my friend Sean Liang is a really, really great actor. We went to school together, and he lives in L.A., and he had a guest star on Fox's 911 last night. Okay. And he played a kid who got stuck in a roller coaster upside down with the lap bar open, and it was... I love Sean so much, and it was, like, one of the scariest things to, like, watch your friend go through a terrible ordeal, and it was, I mean, it's a Ryan Murphy show. It was so real. It is? Yeah, it was so oh. real <laughs> that I was, like, deeply affected. That's so funny. Yeah, it did not go well for him. And, like, it's, it, is it, have you been keeping up with the show, or did you just watch? Oh, I just watched it. Okay. There are only two episodes in. It's a brand okay. new show. Yeah, I knew it was new. I just um, didn't know how... How new? Yeah. No, I mean, I might watch it. It was really it was really great, but I also, like, if I couldn't handle that, I'm not sure I can handle whatever's yeah. in the finale. I mean, it's Ryan Murphy. I was going to say, I'm, like, I'm shocked that it's Ryan Murphy because it seems so, like, serious. Oh, yeah, and they did, like, a behind-the-scenes about how they filmed it, and, like, Sean and the rest of the cast were, like, on a full green screen, crash pads, like, full, like, studio, like, hanger, floor-to-ceiling green screen. Nice. Like, crazy like a full roller coaster they did the thing on an entire roller coaster and then cut out a section of the roller coaster and moved it into the studio and filmed all the scary parts like i love that in an like a hangar it was was like the craziest like i was just so proud of him but also just like really scared (laughs) like just so scared it did not go well (laughs) That his character's name was Devin. 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 Things didn't go well for Devin. Oh, poor Devin. <laughs> poor Devin. Oh my god. So yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Great. But also just like, oh my god. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm already wondering what season eight of American Horror Story is going to be. Ooh, do do we have any clues? I don't know. I don't know if there's any like theories or anything out there yet because season seven just ended. What was that? Season seven was like way too on the nose election year cult. So the theme was cult, but Wait, it was but I about cult was season two or three. S- season two was Asylum. Season three was Coven. Coven, um, that's what it was. Yeah. Wait, okay. So it was American Horror Story. What was the first one? 
Uh, the first one was Murder House. Okay, so Murder House, Asylum, Asylum Coven, Coven, Circus. Freak Show, uh, yeah, Hotel. Yeah, Freak Show. Hotel. Roanoke Cult. Right, Roanoke. Um, and so, like... Which is crazy, because having gone to school in North Carolina, I can tell you that everyone and their mother works out at the Lost Colony, which is, like, the story of the... Yeah. Lo- yeah. Uh, in, That's funny. Yeah, like, out at... Um, it's called Manio, North Carolina. Manteo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like... W- Near Nags Head. Sure. And it's a full-on outdoor historical theater about how those people just went missing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was actually, like, one of their better seasons, yeah. not gonna they lie. Yeah, they were murdered, and everybody knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm just, speaking of Ryan Murphy, I'm, like, already asking myself, what is it gonna be, and how weird is it gonna be? But Ryan Murphy is so hit or miss. Like, he is. Glee was so peak television for, like, three of the strongest say- years, and that was, like, very formative for us branching from, like, it debuted the spring of our high school senior year. Yeah. And then was, like, really hot in college. Like, Glee was, like, having it its was, moment. Yeah, like, it was, like, the first three seasons were really good. But then it ran for, like, three more seasons. And after Rachel moved to New York, it was, like, over. Yeah. Um, although I am catching up with it right now. Oh, and are you? Like, yeah, it still sucked. Is, it sucked. Yeah. But then you get something like um, uh, Scream Queens. Yeah. Which just was, I mean, bad. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, it was bad. I gave it a shot and like, I was also like, why do we need Scream Queens if we have American Horror Story? But then, simultaneously, you have Scream Queens playing across from FX's uh, American American Crime Crime Story. Story, Which which is supposed to be amazing. Loved it. Yeah. I don't know what, so the second one is the Gianni Versace assassination. Yeah, and that starts this month, I think. That starts soon, yeah. And Darren Chris is actually playing the, the murderer. Murderer. The killer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved the OJ one. Yeah. Um, yeah, obsessed with it. I mean, we talked about it on the show for such a long time, yeah. but yeah, I loved it. Um, but I remember at one point, maybe it's for a future season, or they did the Gianni Versace thing in its place, but um, they were going to do one about Katrina. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. I remember hearing about but that. But then maybe that was just like, you know, that was just like hearsay. I don't know. I guess. Like, like a for, for American crime? Or? Yeah, for the Ryan, for the Ryan Murphy okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be about like the misappropriation of like, the misallocation of like funds to like help Oh, I people. see. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like okay. The, the crime was like the Red Cross. <laughs> yeah. Oops, um, Red Cross. Whoops. Um, yeah. And actually I did see him filming something. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. Um. I was in ballet recently, and he was filming something in the lobby of Alvin Ailey. Oh. And, yeah, and he was just getting really frustrated with people, like, walking across the lobby and people talking in the lobby. And it's like, you didn't close down the lobby, dude. People are signing up for classes, like, as your actors are speaking. Like, if you wanted to book out the lobby of Ailey, book out the lobby of Ailey, like... Weird. Yeah. So I've never been inside Alvin Ailey, but I know. I mean, it's a it's a very large complex. Yeah. To the point where it's for its downstairs studio wraps an entire block corner. Yeah. And you can like see in. So I can imagine the lobby being very loud. I bet it's marble. Like it's, it's echoey. It's definitely echoey. I don't know if it's marble, but like it's it's beautiful. Like I love that building. Well, of course. I love those studios, but like it's. I was just like, who didn't think. Who, like, missed that one major piece of the puzzle? Like, like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Like, New York doesn't give a fuck about you, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. We have no time for that fucking shit. Like, how many shoots of Law & Order get messed up because random people are like, I don't care if you're filming, I need to get to work. 
Yeah, but the thing is, like, Law and Order also doesn't care. It's the same as Sex in the City. There's so many scenes in Sex in the City where an ambulance goes by and they just, and they keep, just keep going. Rolling. Yeah, yeah, because there's no point if you wait for if you wait for quiet, then you're not going to be in New York anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like Ryan Murphy's the kind of person that was like, oh, I lived here in the 80s and people respected me so much more. Like, What did know. he do in the 80s? He just lived he just in was New here. York. And he was yeah, just here? Yeah, All right. he was just here. Sure. I don't know if I got that timeline right, but I know he used to live here. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like LA's little bitch now. Like, who gives a fuck? Sure. Sure, like, why I, not? I mean... I don't fucking care. I don't, yeah, we don't owe Ryan Murphy anything. Yeah. This episode not brought, brought to you by, by Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy. Um, okay, are we ready to jump into the thing that happened this week? I guess we are. Here we go. The, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Okay, so this week I am currently in the midst of organizing this benefit concert for Planned Parenthood at 54 Below. If you want to (laughs) come, Thursday, February 1st at 9.30 p.m., 54below.com for tickets. And uh, use discount code PPNYC5 to get $5 off, baby. So anyway, I am in the middle of that, and I had to go down to Bleecker Street to Planned Parenthood in New York City yesterday to pick up a swag bag. Ooh. And when I went there, I went into, I guess, the wrong entrance, and Mm -hmm. it was for the clinic. And the corporate offices have a separate door Mm -hmm. on the same street, but I I went to the clinic. And when I got there, I, I had just never been in a Planned Parenthood. It was really interesting to see. I didn't get to see much, but the waiting room is covered by a like part of a wall and then like a welcome booth with a security guard of course there's a metal detector of course and you have to pass all of your stuff across a like viewing table Mm -hmm. and there were people going through the metal detector when I walked in and then it was just me kind of standing in the entrance standing way and the security guy was on the phone with his mom and was like, Mom, I have to call you back. Mom, I, you can't call me at work. <laughs> mom, I have a job. No, no. I don't just sit here and do nothing, okay? I'm trying to keep people <laughs> safe. He's like yelling at his mom. But I can see through, like around the corner, but like also through the plexiglass in his little booth, women sitting in the waiting area. Mm-hmm. And it's all women of color. And... Some are pregnant, and some are on their phones, and some are crying, and and it was just the first time, it was just the first time that I, like, got it. Like, I knew, sorry, I, like, don't mean to be emotional. I, I knew that, like, people needed us, but it, like, wasn't until I was, like, standing there that I saw how much people needed us and I just like I'm just really passionate about the project and it was just like I don't know it just had like I just like hadn't like I didn't get it (laughs) I didn't like and I maybe I didn't know like in my gut why I picked this charity and I had like never been in a Planned Parenthood like I don't know it was just so crazy it was like the craziest thing and it was, like, so simple. It was, like, security guard yelling at his mom on the phone, people going through a metal detector, and, like, women waiting to, like, see the doctor. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was, like, so affected by it, but it was, like, 
it was just really great. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's something that, thankfully, you've never been in the position that you've had to, I don't want to say resort to, but you've always had, I'm guessing, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing you've always had, like, some sort of go-to doctor. You've always had the yeah, resource. I've always had the opportunity and the privilege to choose my gynecologist. Mm -hmm. And there are just so many people who don't have that, and it just, it... it <sighs> I, it was just so crazy. It was just, like, so touching. And I didn't even go into the clinic. I didn't even go past the metal detector. Like, I had no reason to be there except to pick up a, a fucking swag bag. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. It was, it was like, really moving. And I don't, I like, I know... I know the controversy that comes with it. And there's a reason my family's not coming to this concert. Like, mm -hmm. I, they don't... They believe that abortion is murder. But, like, abortion is, like, 1% of what Planned Parenthood does nationally. And if one person needs that for 99 people to get a breast exam, like, just let those 99 people get their breasts examined. Like, I don't understand. Like, it was just... It was, like, really moving. And... I don't, like, for some reason I felt, like, foolish for having gone in the wrong door. Mm -hmm. But, like, what if I had done this concert and, like, never seen a Planned Parenthood? Like, an actual clinic? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, it was just, it was crazy. It was, I can't even explain it. Wow. Yeah. So, it was really great to see, and it was really moving, but it also was, like, concerning that I had, like, never been to a Planned Parenthood before and, like, mm -hmm. just chose it as a charity because it was, like, the charity that needed our attention, but I, like, didn't, I didn't see until I was standing in the room, like, why they need our help. Sure. So how did the Planned Parenthood aspect come up again? Like, like how did, like, how did the, you chose Planned Parenthood to raise money for, or someone well, approached you about raising money for Planned Parenthood? So I chose it. It was, like, okay. my initiative. But Great. I felt... I just felt a draw to, like, do a concert by women for women. And when I think about female charities, like, the one that needs the most help at all times is the one that, like, keeps us, like, medically safe. Sure. Um, I mean, I could have... The problem is, is that if I pick... If I were to have picked a different charity... I, I think at the time I was thinking about, like, how do I get butts in seats? How do I raise the most money for a cause that most people are, like, familiar with? Mm -hmm. Because let's say I had picked, well, okay, Susan G. Komen is not a good example. But let's pretend that no one knew about Susan G. Komen. And yeah. I had picked it. And then I would have to explain it. And I would have to pass out literature. And, you know, mm -hmm. and then I wouldn't be able to actually get the concert done. So I think that's where my head was at. I was like, okay. all right, people know what Planned Parenthood is. People know that, like, women need a moment right now or, like, always. Mm -hmm. And I won't need to explain to the people that are there what they do and how they do it. Mm -hmm. Like, the people who come to support this charity will, like, be on board with it. Or yeah, else they, they just already won't know. come. They're already, they already understand the scope of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just... It was, like... It was really special. It's great. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, I don't think it's appropriate for me to like you, when I do have the privilege of my own gynecologist, I, hi, Dr. Huang. I love my <laughs> Dr. Huang. Um, my Dr. Huang, she's on retainer for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, Melinda Huang, if you need a gynecologist in New York City, go to Dr. Melinda Huang. Um, but I, 
I don't think it's appropriate for me to go and use their services when I don't need them right now because that takes away the time and money that they could be using for another person. Yeah. But just to have been there to see the waiting room and to see the kind of people that work there. That guy was just trying to get off the phone with his mom because he takes his job seriously. Yeah. Like, um, to see metal detectors there, which probably weren't there before the shooting at the Planned Parenthood in Colorado. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe they were, but I, I was just so moved. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. I mean, like, and like that's, and I do know several people, including like family members who had to use Planned Parenthood throughout the years. And yeah. Like, One in and, five American women will use Planned Parenthood at least once in their lives. Yeah. And like, it's like, I can't stand that like it has this like dysphemistic narrative. Yep. Where like that has been like so propagated about what like Planned Parenthood is like associated with just one thing, which in like a cert which is like murder to like a, a whole right wing of the American politics. Yeah. But it is like it is for lack of a better term, a necessity. Like, they treat men, too. Like, they are... They do. They do have male care. Like, like we just... like It's fucking healthcare, people. Like, we just need this. Like, that's what they do. They fucking take care of us. Well, like, and I, I and I know kind of the politicized factor of doing a concert for Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I would never get an abortion doesn't mean that someone else doesn't deserve to have the right over their own body. Yeah. And it's hard for me to explain to people that, like, that doesn't make me all pro-life. Yeah. Just for me, in my personal circumstances, if I were pregnant, that's just not the answer for me. But that doesn't mean that someone else's body... I was going to say, that doesn't make you not pro-choice either. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, my body's my temple, but, like, you do you, girl. Like. And it's just hard to explain that to people. Like, yeah. I, I, a lot of people don't understand. Like, that's just not, it's just not what I would do. Sure. And so then people are like, well, then why did you pick this charity? And I'm like, because they need our help. Like, yeah. And, and the other reason I, I picked Planned Parenthood was because I am BRCA2 positive, which for people who don't know what the BRCA gene is, it's a genetic mutation that makes you, makes, the percentage and the likelihood of you getting feminine related cancers exponentially higher. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like when Dr. Huang told me that I was uh, positive for it, it feels like a death sentence because yeah. it, it essentially means that like breast cancer is inevitable for you, mm-hmm. which is like really, I don't know. It's just like really sad. And like, can you imagine if like you didn't have insurance or you didn't have a doctor or you didn't know, that that test was even available to you. Like, what is it, that saved, test? it saved my life. They So they take a bunch of blood from you in sure. like many vials. And at the time, I took it in the summer of 2014 mm-hmm. when it was still only being, it was only being done at a lab called Quest Diagnostics in Utah. Yep. So they had to send it to Utah where they had this like patented test. Sorry, I'm like wiping my nose. I'm like, <laughs> okay. We're good. Um, yeah, we're all good, honey. We're good. Um, so they sent it out to Utah, and I remember it was a really long time before I heard. I, I took the test in the first week of July, and my results came, like, the third week of September. Like, the okay. second week of September. It was, like, a while. and sure. I, I, it That added to, like, some of my panic. Um, 
And like hundreds of thousands of women like don't know that they carry this gene. So they're passing it to their children Mm -hmm. without knowing like what, you know, like how to do the preventative care. Sure. There's no way to like prevent your genes from mutating, but essentially it's kind of the opposite of other genetic traits. So like if I have red hair and Mm -hmm. you have brown hair and we have a kid it's probably going to have brown hair. It's probably going to have brown hair. But, like, down the road, it could have some iterations of red hair or redheadedness. But eventually, it will peter out. Yeah. Because we're not having a pure redheaded baby. No, like, of therefore, course. the genetics aren't going to work out. But in this case, every generation that passes this genetic mutation, it gets stronger. It's like the Spider-Man bite. Sure. Yeah. So, it, the more time it sticks around and the more people it's passed to, then, you know. And so, there's no way... To stop it, but every time someone has a kid who is a bracket carrier, then, uh, you know, just the chances become more and more likely. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. an like anywhere between 50 and 80% likelihood that I'll have breast cancer by, like, my late 30s. Jeez. And so, yeah, so, like, I never thought in my late 20s that I would be, like, thinking about having a preventative double mastectomy. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, it just, like, didn't cross my mind. And then Dr. Huang was like, sorry, Claire. Like, uh, you know, it's bad news. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was, like, devastating. I believe it. So, anyway, I just, like, I didn't, like, get it until this week. And I don't know, maybe, like, my heart knew and my head didn't or something. But I was standing there just like, oh, my God, like, these people need our help. Like, we, like, this is not the time to, like, politicize this or be selfish. Like, just women need gynecological exams. Like, yeah. they need pap smears and, like, need to prevent yeast infections and, like, do STI testing. Like, it's just, it's just like, we need it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Like, women need more attention than men when it comes to medicine. Yeah. And we don't have anywhere to go. And yeah. It, and it makes me so fucking crazy that cancers, like... Like, testicular cancer is treated as one of the group cancers. Mm -hmm. But when you have breast cancer or ovarian cancer, you're, like, in a different category. You have to visit different doctors. You have to visit, like, you can't... What do you mean the group cancers? Like, people equate testicular cancer with lung cancer, brain cancer, skin cancer, like, you know. Yeah. They put them together with all these other cancers that are just, like, one oncologist can deal with all of them. Sure. But so then, if you're going to, like, separate us out for feminine cancers and make us go to a gynecological oncologist, then you need to give us more money and more care. Which also, like, breast cancer, dudes can get breast cancer. No, they totally can. Like, I know dudes who have had breast cancer. It's exhausting to explain to people that, like, like, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I I don't know. I'm just, like, sad about the whole thing because, like, my family won't come to this concert because they they believe that abortion is murder. And, Mm. like, some some people just can't get past that. They really can't. Well, shit. Mm. Well, I'm very happy for you that you're doing something really great. Thanks, buddy. So, anyway, if you guys are still on board after all of that drama, again... (laughs) 54 Below, Feinstein's 54 Below on West 54th Street, Manhattan, February 1st at 9.30 p.m. That's a Thursday night. Uh, tickets are 25 to 35 bucks. If you want a premium booth, you can get them for 60 But if you use the discount code PPNYC5, PPNYC5, you will get $5 off any seating selection that you choose in the main dining room. And uh, the food is great, and the show will be great, and it's for a great cause. And when you buy a ticket, you have changed your life. It's great. So, yeah. 
That was the thing that happened this week. Okay, my turn. Ian's turn. All right, mine is like probably boring to anyone who isn't me, but this is the kind of stuff that like part of me loves, as annoying as it is. So I like I had I had such like a peak New York moment that I never really experienced before. And it's like it's funny, I was thinking today about how a lot of my this week's things, like you can like see them ahead of time if you follow me on Twitter. But <laughs> so this stems from I'll pull up the tweet, because this is like a good Spark Notes version of it. Screaming child who needs to pee next to me on a stalled D train. When asked if she heard why we stalled, a woman snapped at me. New York City, always on brand. So, like, that that pretty much sums it up, but it was one of those, like, it was one of those uh, trains where you can't hear any of the, like, information that's being passed through the speakers. Yeah, so and, for people who don't live in New York constantly, the PA speakers on trains are fucked up. You can't, yeah. You can't hear anything. Exactly, and, like, for me it always happens as another train is passing us on another track. So, like, <laughs> so that's, so, like, they're fucking useless to me. <laughs> And, like, I'm listening to my music, but, like, this kid is screaming next to me. And, like, I don't know what the fuck happened that this mom didn't make the child go to the bathroom before they got on the train. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to judge the parenting or anything, but, like, this child, from the second I got on at 116th. Right, but, like, how old's the kid? uh, Like, three, maybe. Okay, well, they could still be in in diapers. I mean, the kid could just be uncomfortable. The kid was definitely uncomfortable. I don't think... He definitely wasn't in diapers because mom was like, you're going to have to hold it. You're going to have to hold it. You're going to have to hold it. And... I mean, we also don't know where they were coming from either. That's true. I mean, if they were coming from Coney Island, I mean, they could have been on the train an hour and a half. That's true. But I'm wondering, like... I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, why don't you get off the train at a place like 125th and use a bathroom at, like any of the like if you're coming from all the way in the bronx like why aren't you using a bathroom like at one of the stops on the way it's inconvenient but your child's at least not going to pee on the train and your child's not going to be screaming on the train in front of everybody that's a different case like that's different i mean honestly as someone who like helps raise kids Uh sometimes it's just not an option and i'm not going to pay the double fare to get off the train to get back on some people don't have the privilege of being able to pay that i get that I get that. Like, I'm not, like, again, I'm not judging. Like, that's not even the part of the story that I want to even focus on. It's just, more than anything, it's just annoying because I don't like kids. Anyway, I go over to this woman, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, um, did you by any chance hear why the train was, st- did, the, did you hear why they said uh, we were stalled? And she goes, no, but I'm going to miss my show. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, uh, I look at my watch at 630 I go, you have a 7 o'clock show? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, what are you going to see? It's because, I don't know, like the, like, the teacher in me wanted to, like, find a way to ease the tension a little bit, I guess. Okay. Or, like, maybe I just felt like being nice. But, but I started a little conversation, said, oh, what are you going to see? And she goes, that some John Leguizamo thing. And I go, <laughs> Cool. Cool. And she goes, no, not cool. I won't be able to make it. My son is waiting for me, and, they were, and we're stalled. And I go, I understand. And I back away, like that gif of Homer Simpson backing into the bushes. So you were coming up on 125th Street. No, this was um, this was going into 81st. 
Okay, like, so, so we're she's downtown. Like, two we're going stops downtown. from Columbus Circle, where she needs to get off to walk to Studio Fifty Four and she's, to see Latin history for morons. Yes. Okay, so she doesn't. She doesn't just. She just doesn't understand. She just like okay. yeah. But meanwhile, like I, I was overhearing her like when we got to Seventy Second, where I got off. She was on the phone with her son, going, "I'm sorry, this train is just stalling." Um, I take it three times a week to go to my dance class, and I'm, it's just stalling now. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and but it's so, also like if the show starts at seven, like you don't need to be there till six. Exactly. Yeah, like you don't even need to be there till seven. Also, like Studio Fifty Four only has like one seatable level when you enter. Yeah. Like, there's that, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like that's what stuck out to me. Like, is that like I is that I don't know. Like, I just never like not that I've never been snapped at like that because I've worked in customer service for all my survival job years. But like, I don't know. Like, I like. It was just so interestingly rude when I was just trying to get some information. And then I was just trying to... I don't want to say calm her down, because that's not what I was trying to do, but just... But just, like, diffuse the, the Like, diffuse. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, she, and the response was just so aggressive, like, unnecessarily. And I get frustration. But, like, because I'm frustrated 98% of the time. But... I don't know, like, to be, like, to be aggressive to a stranger who's, I mean, like, I thought I was just, I thought I was being pretty approachable, like, I right, tried but, my best to... Okay, so let's say, let's say that this woman, I mean, we have no idea what happened when she was on the, on her way to the show, we mm-hmm. have no idea what happened earlier in her day, I mean, she sounds like she's a little bit older. Um, yeah, she's probably, like... My guess is, like, 50s. Okay, so she probably, you know, I don't want to make a gross generalization, but she probably doesn't have the greatest experience with, like, young people on the train. So, all together, devil's advocate. The same way mm-hmm. I want to play devil's advocate for that mom with her kid. Sure. Like, I, I, I think we have to, as New Yorkers, and just, I don't know, maybe as people... Like, I've definitely snapped at strangers on the train about something that had nothing to do with them. Like, literally nothing. And I feel like we just have to assume, like, all right, it has nothing to do with me. Like, I mean, I, I know it has nothing to do with me. Right. But, but I, when she won't respond to diffusing the situation, you're like, all right, well, if you're yeah. going to be hyped, like, I, I got to remove myself. Exactly, It yeah. sounds like that's what you did. Exactly. That is. Like, that's exactly it. And I don't know. Like, I just... Because I try, like, if a stranger is asking me for something and, like, I'm pissed off as I want to be I do try to set it aside for like the 15 seconds that I'm interacting with this stranger right like not that I and like not that I'm saying I expect everyone to act that way but it just seemed very heightened for a situation that really what that was really not a big deal in being which a stranger asking sure for like hey did you by any chance hear what happened like, so, that was but, the question. But, like, why did you pick her? She was right in front of me. Okay, so you like, didn't, I just like, stood... get up to go over to her or anything? No, like, I, I just, like, I knew my stop was, like, in, I think I was, like, one or two stops. So, like, I stood up because I was tired of sitting. Um, and, again, there was a kid screaming next to me. Um, and so, like, I get up and she's right in front of me and she was just the person I asked. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know, I, I, like... I understand why she was frustrated, and I, I understand do why you were frustrated too. 
I, I just feel like it's one of those just benefit of the doubts, I guess. I mean, she made it to her show, I'm sure. I'm sure she did. I mean, like, and I wasn't even frustrated. I was just, like, I was just wondering because I didn't hear Because I knew something was going on up there in the PA system, but I didn't hear it. Like, right. I was just trying to find out why. And, yeah, like, and, like, I'm not, again, like, I'm not judging this person for it, but it just stuck with me. I'm curious why, this is not to be pointed, I'm curious why you use the phrase, like, I'm not judging that person, or I'm because not judging I, that parenting. Because I know that I, when I say stuff, it can come off as judgmental, but I'm just, like, sort of a, but it's, but what I'm saying is just me observing the situation and how I'm taking it in. Well, so I don't, I mean, don't think there's anything wrong with passing a judgment, but I think what... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is you're not judging it negatively. It was just heightened in a moment. Yes. But, like, when you see it later, it's not something that you, like, pass negative judgment on. Yeah, exactly. It's okay yes. to judge a situation or yeah. a person in any light because then later you'll have a moment to, like, sleep on it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Because it does... It does sound like particularly that you were judging that mother. So I'm wondering if I was like I wasn't judging her. Like I'm like I was wondering why the kid had to pee, but also like I haven't been a kid in like X amount of time. Like I don't know what they're going through. I just also can't stand anything screaming next to me. Right, of course. And in that situation you're trapped on a train underground. So like that's why I'm saying like I don't mean to judge the parenting or anything about this family because like no, I don't know, but I just get really... I just, it's just It just annoys me when people are screaming next to me, especially children. Totally. Um, yeah, I think it's okay to say that, like, you're... That just anyone in life is judging a situation or judging a person in the way that we um, pr- process information, mm-hmm. the way that we're, like, absorbing it, taking it in. And I think you did a really good job of trying, even if it was unsuccessful, to diffuse a situation with a person who was clearly, like, in a heightened state. And what I really wanted to do, but she was on the phone with her son as I was getting off the train, I really just wanted to, like, pass by and be like, enjoy your show. Oh, well, that might have been a little shady. I mean, would you... Oh, sorry, you can't see me now. He's shrugging his shoulders. shrugging, like... Right, but would you have actually meant to be saying, like, go enjoy your John Leguizamo show? Yes. Because you just said it with, like, a grimace, and people here listening can't see it, but it does seem judgy. Again, that's why I preface with, I don't mean to be... I don't mean to judge. Okay. Like, I'm not judging. Like, that... Because I know that whatever it is, maybe I need to change myself, and I'm not going to... But things, like, I know when things sound judgmental coming from me. And yeah. even if that's not the case. So that's why I preface it. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe we just won't see eye to eye on, on that. But I do think it was really, um, I don't know, I, I thought it was smart the way that you just, like, all right, she's not responding to what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. going to, like, back away. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know, like, what else to do, really, because... I'm like, I'm not going to, like, I don't respond to people being aggressive at me. Like, did you make an attempt to ask anybody else what, what was said? No, but I mean, like I totally could have, but I just, not that I shut down, but I just sort of like retreated and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to continue to wait. It's not, it's not worth it at that point. Yeah. 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 Because eventually, I mean, and you're only a couple, what, you were headed up to, you were coming up on was, the museum, which is like one stop from yeah, where you were getting off. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what happened to me this week. Like, it was just something that stuck out to me. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's it's just, like, the perfect storm. Because, again, it is very New York. Like, it's kind of what, like, people think of when, like, they hear, like, people talking to each other in New York when they're not from New York. Right. Like, that whole, like, cold, aggressive reputation, even though, like, I've never, like, I've lived here all my life and, like, I've had very few experiences like that. The woman who was headed to the theater, it's funny, if you hadn't told me the context that when she was on the phone with her son that she, like was like, I take this train all the time, I would think that she wasn't from here because she seemed to be super concerned with only having 30 minutes to go, like, a yeah. very short distance. Yeah, and, like, I and like I thought about that, too, but... It's weird. Yeah, she but was... But I guess maybe she's just older or frazzled or... Sure. I mean, we have no idea what happened in her day. Exactly. And but... maybe she just doesn't want to go see John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that's just, like, not her bag maybe. to go to a play. <laughs> Perhaps, Yeah. 54 Below is not the most convenient theater to get to, but it doesn't, it's not that far from any, like, public transit. No. I mean, like, it, yeah, it's, like, between It's not train in the stops. technical theater district, so, like, yeah. I understand maybe it could be confusing or stressful. Yeah, I mean, but she was coming from uptown, too, like. Right. Like, she, like, I mean, the way I think of it, okay, like, we're towards the front of the train, you get off at 59th, you get off the exit at, like, 57th, I think, or 58th, and then... You walk the few yeah. blocks. You can walk through the underground mall at Turnstile. Exactly. Yeah, Turn like get style. like get yourself a coffee, and then like walk the few blocks. So yeah. Well, I'm really sorry that that happened in the way that it did. It's okay. I mean, like again, like it. It just stuck with me, and I don't know why. Like it just stood yeah, out. It does. It does seem like it's still freshly irking you, but like I, I'm like I don't and like I don't know why because like I'm really good at brushing those kind of things off. It might. But also, it, it like, might have just been like one of those sensory overload situations, you know, where it's like you there's something going on where like you can't leave maybe. the situation, then you sought yeah. out help, and then someone couldn't help you. Or, I guess or chose yeah, not because to. like because I mean anyone who lives in New York knows that a stall train is like the most annoying fucking thing. Right. Um. So a stall train with a screaming child and people snapping at you is just, like, a really annoying trifecta. Yeah. I I care about you so much, and I haven't seen you quite this, like, heated about something isolated like that. So I just, I, I it's curious to me, too. Right? Like, maybe you just, like, maybe you didn't process until recently, and then, like, you, and it was, like, one of those, like, you pushed it down. I guess. I'm like, doing, I didn't, I'm I didn't doing talk- hands like I'm yes. pushing something down. <laughs> I mean, and I didn't even, and this is my first time talking about it, so I'm, like, I'm, like, really breaking it down, like, piece by piece. I think it's one of our, like, one of our initial reactions a lot of times when, like, things bother us or something's particularly funny, we go straight to Twitter. Like, that's our thing. Yeah. And so then I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, that I've, like, put something out in the universe on Twitter and then felt like, all right, I accepted that because I put it on the internet right? for all yeah. to read. And but, it's like, like and sometimes there's always, I, it wasn't well with my soul. All, yeah, also, like, the Twitter thing, at least for me, it's like, cool, like, this is something I'm going to laugh about because that's how, like, I don't know how else to deal with it. Sure. So, like, this is me, like, just seriously, like, breaking it down and being like, okay, but it's this like, is the series of events that happened. But it's also okay if something, like... If you can't laugh about something, I think we work in entertainment and and comedy with a lot of funny people. And yes, like the truth is funny. And we spend a lot of time hashing out how like something that was horrible could end up being funny. But like sometimes you just can't get there and that's also okay. Yeah. Like maybe this just like really pissed you off. I mean, and, and that's cool. Like, yeah, it, you know. I mean, like... Twitter heals a lot of wounds, Twitter but does. not all of them. And like, <laughs> I think it was less that I was pissing me off and I was just like... 
why? Right. Like why why you why you gotta be so rude? But like what Don't happened? Don't you know to- I'm human too? <laughs> what happened to you earlier that day? Nothing. I was on my way to work. Like I was just on my way to work. Okay. And I after a whole day. Was nothing, it inclement weather? No. This was two days ago. Like it was maybe a little cold. Okay. But like I like yeah, I mean I Again, like, that's why I preface this with, like, I'm not judging because, like, I don't know what happened to this person, like, throughout, like, either, like, this family with the screaming child or this woman who snapped at me. I don't know what happened to them, like, throughout their day. Or I don't know their lives. It's just a, it was just an odd coming together of three bothersome things. Sure, sure. Energies that just, like, weren't crisscrossing yeah, in the right way. that were clashing. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think maybe the- it was because I was going in so neutral, just, like, waiting, just, like, I, like, I was, like, very freshly slated. Sure. That maybe that affected me because, like, nothing else had that day. Well, and maybe, I mean, it's funny because, funny, like, odd, not funny, like, yeah. haha. But, like, you processing it now, I'm from the... <laughs> I hope you don't mind me saying because people at home can't see, but, like, from the beginning of the story where, like, your brow was kind of furrowed and your lips were kind of, like, pressed or grimaced. Yeah. And now you kind of have this quizzical, like, it's starting to, like, wash away and, like, your, yeah. your eyes are more relaxed. Like, I think it, it helps to say things out loud. It, it always does. helps me. It does. Yeah. I mean, like, again, this is my first time actually talking about it other than Twitter. So, like, well, it does I- help to, like, deal with it. And Twitter's weird, too, because it's not like Facebook or Instagram where, like, you can have an immediate affirmation, more often than not, on on those, like, visual services of getting likes and stuff about people agreeing with you or people, like, corroborating your story or, like, concurring with you. But with Twitter, a lot of times I find that, like, I'll put it out there and then people will like it when they see, like, things they missed from Twitter the day before. It'll, like, come up in the feed. Yeah. Because I read that tweet from you... The next day, it came up oh, as, yeah? like, things you may have missed. Got it. And I remember thinking, like, huh, that just sounds like the perfect storm of, like, it, underground tension. Exactly, yeah. But at the time, I'm not sure if it came up on my feed that I would have been, li- that I would have liked it or even responded to it because sure. it seemed, you know. And I think Twitter figured out in its in its algorithms how to make tweets like yours that are more descriptive, mm-hmm. like... For it to sleep on itself and let other people, like, acknowledge it later. Yeah, especially because we do interact a lot on Twitter. Like, definitely, that's part of it, too. That's, like, our number one interaction. Yeah. Besides this. This. (laughs) Sitting here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. Eh, it's cool. What a bummer. Yeah, that's, like, that's what it was. It's, like, it was a bummer. Do you feel better now that you've said it out loud? Yeah, I feel like, it feels like it kind of, like, floated away now. It seems like because, it too. Yeah, because like I was on my way here and I was like, I know I'm going to tell the story and I don't know why. Because my other story was like, I got this coffee maker and it like broke the second time I used it. Oh, sad. That's a I Hamilton do, I Beach, isn't it? I can tell from the side it's was, a Hamilton Beach. No, it's an Oster. It's an Oster? Yeah. Oh, and like, I literally look just, like a fake Hamilton Beach. And I literally just fixed it right before you got here. So. Oh, well, good. Like, thanks. Look at you, Mr. Handyman. I know, right? Got to thank YouTube for that one. Um, okay, well, thus endeth the first, the first tangent, tangent, and... Good for us, we only got it, like, we only... I we know! We had a first tangent, like, after both stories. This has been a, a somber episode of the thing it that has. happened it's this like, week. It's like, it's cloudy today, I'll, I'll chalk it up to, like... 
It's great. I'll chalk it up to our sad stories and the weather. I know. This is weird. Well, let's swing back up with positivity with in obsessions. the quiz. Yes, let's do it. Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? I'm obsessed with the pets that I'm uh, taking care of. Ooh, what pets? Yeah, um, I dog sit and cat sit for um, a friend of mine who has, um, I think they're both five years old, a Maltese and like um, and a cat. Okay. Maggie and Chloe, they're delightful. Um, and I just like I just really love like taking care of them and hanging out with them. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Would you rather like Hemingway eat onion and peanut butter sandwiches every lunch for the rest of your life? Okay. Or like Elvis. Eat a flank steak covered in a whole thing of shaking pepper every lunch for the rest of your life. Oof. Are we assuming I'm not a vegetarian in this situation? Well, yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. Because part of me wants to go with the steak because that just sounds more appetizing. But covered in pepper. Like every inch in pepper. I know, but like... But peanut butter and onions just sounds really gross to me, and I love both of those things. (laughs) Like, I love, like, it's funny, I love peanut butter and I love onions, but not together, and that sounds disgusting, and I don't eat steak, but that sounds, but steak with, like, covered in, because I like, like, I like uh, seasonings a lot. Okay. So that, I don't know, I guess I'm gonna go with that. And then you'll die like Elvis on the toilet eating a sandwich. I guess, I guess that's just what's coming to me. Uh, That's what you get. That's just what... That's just that's just my truth now. Oh no. As Oprah says, your truth is I'm the... just leaning in. Leaning no, that's in. Cheryl Sandberg. Uh, yes, I'm just yeah. bring I've just figured I could bring up the secret and then we could have that trifecta too. Ooh, the secret, honey. And Ellen DeGeneres' Game of Games. Yes. Which I'm still watching. Yeah. Question number three, what are you watching slash listening to? Ooh, um, I just downloaded a bunch, not, it's not even new music, but a lot of songs I haven't had on my phone from artists that I've been listening to for a long time. Um, so I've downloaded some new Tank of the Bangas, I've downloaded a lot of new Tallest Man on Earth. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, cast recordings lately actually as well. Um, so Little Shop of Horrors and Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma! Yeah, like those are just two, and like I realized those two like productions came out around the same time i think like one was like oh two and one was oh three and like they were both just like so formative for me like as a budding theater nerd um so i've just really been in- and i love both of those shows so deeply so i've just been really enjoying those great also if you look up i've been looking up so many um little shop of horrors finales and i'll send oh, you a really? video because the second verse of a uh, subsequent to the events you have just witnessed. I've never seen the show. Okay. I know like very little about okay. it. Okay. Um, I know somewhere that's green and suddenly Seymour and yeah. that's pretty much it. I'll send you like the one that started oh, it. This Ooh, siren, siren is, is not, not where you are. are. Um, but there's a video called How to Upstage with Vocal Riffs that my okay. friends and I are obsessed with. And it's <laughs> it's the... Here comes the siren. the siren. go by. It's coming. They're coming for us. Wow. Wow. That's like a dying cat. No. Okay. Anyway. So, um, there's like the three, like, urchin characters, they call them. Right. Um, and so, this video is like the two of the three singing the verse, and then 
one of them just going ham on riffs. That just sounds like she is screaming in a pure horror. Oh no. And like, and it's the funniest thing. Oh no, it's like, like bloody murder. Subsequent to the events you have just, have just witnessed! Oh my god. And it is. Gonna have to edit that way down. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and I, I like, I was like, trying to lean back to, event, to prevent that, but. But, like, that is a video, it's, like, 20 seconds long, and you'll watch that video 20 times and notice something new every time. Oh, no. And I'm obsessed with it. That sounds great. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of Little Shop of Horrors as a result. Horrors. The horrors. Yeah. Okay, great. Question number four, the last person you texted that wasn't me, no cheating. Um, it was my friend Renee, because we're going to get lunch after this. Hey, Renee. Yeah. Little lunch date, yeah. friend date. I love that. Yeah. Um, and question number five, one person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know, who you would like to wish well to D. Samantha B, because she is my favorite of the late night hosts. Oh, great. She really does not get enough recognition because she is killing it. She's a really on her show. nice person. She is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, she brings to light so many different kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. Like, just on a national and international scale, and, like, she, and to me, like, it sucks that her show is only once a week. Like, right. she deserves the Monday through Thursday, like, like every day reporting and killing it because she's just the funniest fucking human being, and I love her so much. So, Full Frontal with Samantha B on TBS. Don't miss yeah, it. Yeah, Wednesday nights at 10.30. This episode brought to you by Full, Full Frontal, Frontal with Samantha, Samantha B. B. Oh, God, I hope so. If only. Yeah. I, I do have a personal connection to Samantha B, and I will yeah. tell you that she, it couldn't be nicer. Yeah? Yeah, that whole family could not be nicer. Uh, really great I love people. them. Really great people. Your turn now. My turn! What you obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with listening to Means Well on the radio for the first yes. time. Yes! It was Amazing. very, very exciting. They were on, uh, I think the station's called KUTX in mm-hmm. Austin. And uh, it was really cool to listen to the guys uh, play some music and, um, I don't know, have my brother be interviewed on the radio. It was weird. I don't That's know. Great. We do podcasts, so it's like not that different, but like a million or so people listen to him that's so like that's you know that's different <laughs> that's like is that his first time on the radio like his the, first the band's been on the radio at different times when they were the gents but like local access and college channels and this sure. was like the first like major radio station in austin amazing yeah it was cool. really great um and uh, an addendum to that is that means well formerly the gents, has been chosen to showcase at South by Southwest. Amazing. So they're like on the poster, on the bill. Congratulations. Fully ticketed. Yeah, Holy it's great. Shit. Yeah, so yeah. just like obsessed with, you know, nepotism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you yours then. Like, I'm going to be lazy and just... I do... would do the peanut butter and onion sandwich. Yeah? Because I've had it before and it's not that bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we did it for extra credit in my junior year English class. How did that come about? We were doing a Hemingway unit. Oh. Yeah, and that, it was great. That would make sense then. I've also eaten chocolate-covered cicadas when we were doing a cicada unit in the eighth grade. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so how was, was that? When the cicadas came up. Well, how was that? <laughs> gross. It was gross. <laughs> I had a friend. I had friends in college who they lived in this um, house, like, like uh, on the outskirts of campus, and uh-huh. it was like a breeding ground for cicadas oh, that year. I think Ugh. it was like 2012. And ooh, ooh, someone ooh, upstairs drama. Um, but yeah, like their whole entire front porch was just cicadas, and it was disgusting. Ugh. 
gosh. Anyway. These were the 17-year cicadas that came up, like, through the concrete. Yeah. yeah. It was so crazy. Ugh. Anyway, what are people you watching and to, listening people to? People used to shake trees and, like, hit them with, like, tennis rackets. <laughs> Nope. It's nope. so mean. Okay, what am I watching, listening to? Um, I am watching the spinoff from Blackish Grownish on uh, the former ABC family, Freeform. Mm-hmm. It's been three years since Freeform became Freeform. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't get on board with it. It was like two years. I can't get on board with it. Me neither. It's, it's, it's ABC family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, forever. It's right. like how the CW will always be the WB. That's like- what it is. <laughs> it is so that. I remember, be- I remember seeing that for the first time being like, this is different. Yeah. Why is this different? It's because the WB acquired UPN. So that's why CW's logo looks like that. It's supposed okay. to be like half the Warner Brothers emblem and half the UPN letters. Okay. It's the CW. What else you love watching <laughs> um, Let's see. I am, I just um, finished in the last couple of weeks the fourth season of Black Mirror. How was it? It was Really good. My favorite were uh, Kill the DJ and the USS Callister, which is most everybody's favorite. Um, I think Hang the DJ. Did I say Kill the DJ? Hang the DJ. Okay. Hang the DJ is uh, incredible. It was really hopeful, which is unusual for that TV show. Cool. And um, Black Museum was really hard to watch. At one point, I had to skip ahead. I was about to be sick to my stomach. So just like trigger warning, if you're watching the fourth season of Black Mirror, episode six, Black Museum is uh, really scary. Mm. And gross. Um, continued watching Ellen's Game of Games. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I'm still watching a Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles this mm. season. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I like Great. it. And I've been listening to, I've been catching up on Throwing Shade. The Gilmore guys are back with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel Goys. And no, oh, that's a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh they decided God. to go ahead with it. It's actually Alice Wetterland is joining Kevin T. Porter, front of the pod, Kevin. Um, to do the marvelous Mrs. Maisel Goys. I love her. Um, Yeah, so I think it's going to be really great, and I can't wait to kind of conjoin watching Amazon with that. And um, been listening to a bunch of NPR podcasts to get kind of caught up on some current events. Oh, and I'm also um, listening to a bunch of, like, new Top 40 singles, Mm. just, like, getting caught up on some of that. Oh, and I forgot, The Bachelor is back. You guys, you do your thing with The Bachelor, but I can't. Yes, I am team Becca K. Which okay. one is she? Is she the short-haired one? No, no. Which one that's that's the other Becca. Okay. That's Becca L or M or something. But Becca K is going to win it. Mark my words. Which one is she? Well, it's hard to tell you when there's 25 of them. <laughs> I know, there's literally 25 Beccas. No, there's there's five Laurens. There's, there's only five two Laurens. Beccas. I thought there were three Beccas. No, there's two Beccas. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I'm team Becca K. Okay. She's age appropriate for him. They had a great first date. She's humble girl from, I think, Minnesota or Michigan. Minnesota people are the best. Yeah, she's very sweet. She's the right height for him. She is college educated. She has um, a really successful career as a publicist. So I, 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 think okay, that I, she, that I think that she's like a good pick with like good values and like a nice, kind heart. And I don't love Ari, but I love the two of them together. So that's, you know, cool. that's where I'm at. So yeah, that's the whole, yeah, that's it. Can mm-hmm. I take a tangent? Sure, tangent. Um, fun fact about um, Rachel Brosnahan, who's the star of um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. She came into my store. Golden Globe winner. Golden Rachel Globe winner. Brosnahan, yeah. She came into my store, and I helped her with some, like, basic technical troubleshooting. 
that like I had to like forward her to like an online help support number with. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of me like just sort of like being there as like a right hand as she's doing this, one of my bosses comes over and goes, "Is everything okay over here?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, we're like we're just on the phone with support. It's fine." She goes, "Good because she's a VIP customer." And I go, "You're kidding me? How?" And they go, "She's on House of Cards." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then. Like, a week later, I'm at my friend Teresa's, and she's like, yeah, my friend Rachel just got married. I'm like, is that Rachel Brosnahan on your Facebook? So, now she's a Golden Globe winner. Great. On this amazing show that I have yet to start watching. Yes. But, like, that's, like, that's my Rachel Brosnahan story, is that I had no idea who she was when I was helping her, and now she's, and just how famous she was. I will be furious with you if you watch all of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and you don't give Gilmore Girls a chance because... I've given Gilmore Girls a chance. Okay, but I need you to like really delve like in. Like start episode and... one? No, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you do. I'm not okay. opposed to it, like, because from because, what I've seen, I'm like, this is enjoyable. Yeah, I can Amy o- Sherman Palladino, I mean, Daniel Palladino can like suck it, whatever, but Amy Sherman Palladino, like, like, this show could have never happened without Gilmore Girls. Sure. Like, never. This is also hers? Yes. Oh, okay. I yes. didn't know. Yes, so you have to watch them. Okay. This is how I get you. <laughs> Clara's like, this is how it happens. Yes, this, this is, is how, this how I finally have another person to talk to about this because everyone else is worn out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, so uh, that's ended. The, the second, second tangent. tangent. Cool. Um, <laughs> question number four. Yeah. Um... Last person you texted, aside from me, uh, no cheating. The last person I texted was actually a potential guest for our show who was supposed to be with us here today, yeah. but he canceled. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe see. figure it out. I don't know. It's been complicated. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, final question then. Yeah. One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you wish well today. <laughs> I would like to wish well Steve Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Just ashamed and hiding in a hole the... the Prince of Death, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon does not know the difference. Whoa, big truck, big truck coming by. Steve Bannon doesn't know the difference between on the record and off the record. So everything he said was pure fodder for Fire and Fury, this new book that I can't wait to read. Um, It details (laughs) money laundering. Like, it's so insane. I heard it's not a very good read, but I think that the book will be put into evidence in all I was gonna say, sorts like, of great... Um, it's um, like yeah. all the tea. <laughs> it's the tea. Just poor Steve Bannon. I just really wish him well because, honestly, like, Breitbart will always have his back and he's never going to be, like, a poor man. He's never going to, like, suffer in any way. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, like, when he's a little bit older, I, I hope... That he will see the gravity of this very tiny chunk of his life timeline. And how speaking your mind to anyone and everyone who will listen is, I mean, this coming from a podcast co-host, it's not the safest thing to do. And I just, I really hope, I really hope that like this is well with his soul because he has like single-handedly taken down a large chunk of like, I don't know, just the, the positive reputation of an entire branch of our government, like who, no matter who's president, the executive branch does a lot of wonderful things, particularly with the military, with defense, with like all sorts of organizational, like wonderment that our country's so young and Mm -hmm. we figured out better than so many other nations. Mm -hmm. And like in the span of a very short amount of time, a civilian (laughs) figured out how to fuck it all up. With like no real job. With like quotes, like literally just quotes. 
It's like, it's like amazing to me. It's amazing to me. And he's like the only person in the history of any presidential campaign to be a campaign advisor and then have been given a cabinet seat. Yeah. Like, it's so insane to me. So I hope that he, this is well with his soul and that he figures out what on the record means. Because I don't think he realized that unless you say this is off the record, it's all fair game. Mm. Like, it's all mm-hmm. fair game. Yeah. Shauna Mawway Tweep taught me that. <laughs> so yeah. I just like... Yeah, I, it's just amazing. It's a, Anyway, it blew my mind. And I can't wait to read the book. <laughs> so, wish you well, Steve Bannon. Good luck, buddy. That's in hell. That's, yeah, seriously, that's insane. That's insane. Um, well, okay. Plugs. Plugs, let's do it. The show is at thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. At thisweeksthing is our handle and our hashtag is the same on all the platforms. And the yeah. show, you can listen to us, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and uh, Google, Google Play. Play. That's right. Ian, where can people find you? I am at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. What about you, Claire? At Womanship on uh, Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship. And go see Claire's show if you're in the city on February 1st. Yeah, that'd be great. 54Below.com. But tickets, honey bun. Yeah. And um, I really hope that y'all can make it. And uh, hopefully we'll have some guests coming up soon. Yeah. We've been having some scheduling stuff, but it- it'll work out. We're planning. We're planning, guys. We're, it's percolating. Exactly. Percolating like exactly. a broken coffee pot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Until next time, I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye.